welcome back to Wildflower Women. I am, I want to say I'm really excited about this episode, but excited seems a little bit of an odd way to describe it, um, considering all that I went through to learn it. Um, Definitely not exciting times, but life-changing times for sure. And um, I guess I am excited that I understand uh, grace the way that I do now um, and excited that I have the opportunity to share it with someone else. So uh, we're, I'm, we're talking about grace tonight. We're talking about the grace of God. Um, I know all of my life I sang the song Amazing Grace. It's one of my favorite songs, period. Um, I find myself just sometimes singing it, you know, cleaning or doing laundry or walking on the trail, doing something completely not even thinking about anything. And I hear myself singing Amazing Grace and those words... Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I never even, I, ne- I thought I knew. I thought I understood just how sweet the sound of those words, amazing grace. I thought I understood. I thought I understood it. Um, but the last couple of years of my life, I've, I've understood, I've come to understand that the grace of God is so much more than the words of a song. Um, I I wrote something um, just in the middle of of learning and understanding this grace and about the 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 words that we sing in that song and in the way that we understand it and when I put words on a page sometimes it, it it pulls out what I feel but I can't really express verbally um, but when I wrote this it just made it just made it make sense and I want to share this with you and then we'll jump into to what I what I feel like God wants me to share with you today but um, it says grace is far more amazing than the song gives credit his grace is absolutely sufficient And it is what draws you from within and pulls you closer to him in the middle of the battle. You know it's grace because he is the only one who has the power to change the outcome. So to trust him more and to love him more and worship him more when you're standing in the smoke of what seems like defeat, that is not natural human ability. That is is the essence of his sufficient grace. And that that is what I feel. That is what that is what I've learned about his grace. Um, so I wanna the verse that I was thinking of when I wrote that, the verse that I, I want to kind of just break apart and and dive into Second um, Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. You've probably heard the verse, my grace is sufficient, you know, my strength is made perfect in weakness. But when you look at this in context, um, chapter 12, verses 8 through 10, 
second Corinthians in verse 8 it says three different times this is the New Living Translation three different times I begged the Lord to take it away each time he said my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That is why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And then in this passage, um, the verses before that, Paul is talking about he has this, this thorn in his flesh. We don't know what it was. We don't know if it was you know, an illness or an injury or just a mental thing or an emotional thing, or we don't, we don't know what it was. We don't know if maybe it was just this little annoying scoffer that followed him around harassing him. We don't know what that thorn in his flesh was, but we do know that three different times he begged God, please take this from me. And every single time he asked God to take it, God said, my grace is sufficient. And looking back, um, looking back over my life and knowing those times that I asked God, I begged God, please change this. God, please change this. The things that I grew up believing about myself, um, the, the lies that I was told and the way that different people treated me and feeling rejected and feeling like I just didn't matter, feeling like I just wasn't enough and begging God, God, please give me friends. God, please give me friends. Please, please let them love me. Please, please, you know, change me. I'm, I'm an incredible, I have amazing family. My family is beautiful. I love my family. Um, they're the, the most fun people you could ever imagine. There's, you know, we get together and we laugh. That's just what we do. But I didn't have a whole lot of friends growing up. I always had one or two friends. One, most of the time it was just one friend and it was the one friend that didn't have anybody else to hang out with. And so I was the one that got, got to be their friend until they found another friend. And then I was all by myself again. And that was just my life. And it really is in on on all honesty it is it's been my life and it is still my life i'm i'm i've I grew up hearing that verse show yourself friendly in order to have friends you'll sh- just sh- show yourself friendly and when i would ask people about you know why am why why don't why why don't they want to be my friend I, you know all the the well-meaning church people that just don't want to help but they think just no no practical um no practical help, but all they know is just, okay, if I just tell you the scripture verse, it'll help you. It'll fix it. And then it takes the responsibility off of me and puts it on you. They would say, the, ver- the Bible says, show yourself friendly and you'll have friends. So a man, In order to have friends, a man must show himself friendly. And I, I don't know how to be more friendly. I, 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 I feel like I, I can't, if, if I'm any more friendly, I'm just going to be fake because I, I really... I'm, you know, I just, I love people. Um, but it, it just always has been, it seemed to be um, the thorn in my flesh that I was just kind of on my own. Um, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of face things 
just me and God. And honestly, looking back at life, that's and that feeling like that wasn't the way it was supposed to be. It really is. Um, yes, we're you know we're not supposed to be go through life alone. God made us for companionship and for friendship, but we really, if we if we rely on people more than we rely on God, then we miss the opportunity to see Him and know Him. And I'm so, as, as crazy as it is, I'm so thankful that God let me know Him as my best friend. And I didn't have a choice but to know Him as my best friend. But for so many years, that was my thorn in my flesh that was just, God, please give me friends. What is the deal? What is wrong with me? And I always felt like there was something wrong with me. But knowing that every single time, God didn't change the situation. He didn't, he didn't fix it. What he was saying to me was, Megan, my grace is sufficient. I am all you need. I am all you need. I work best when you understand that you can't do it without me. But I didn't understand that grace. I didn't understand His grace was all that I needed until this last year of my life or the last two years of my life. And I spoke about it in the last episode and I will probably talk about it in every episode because it is, it is, it is the, it, it changed me. I am, I am not the same person I was um, on May 30th, 2019. When I went to sleep on May 30th, 2019, and I woke up on the 31st, and that pregnancy test was evidence that there was life growing inside of me, I became a different person. And then on June 28th, when I was told there was no heartbeat, I became a different person. And on July 23rd, when my body let go of that baby, I became a different person and I will never be that same, the same person I was at any of those moments. I am who I am now and that moment changed me forever. So it's, it is, it is at this point, it is the foundation of everything I learn until God gives me another life changing moment. But in the last year, I've learned the grace of God in a way that I can't. I have to ex- I have to explain it the best I can but it's almost so real to me and so deep within me that it, it there's no words to express it but all I can say is that his grace is sufficient that the that verse says that his power works best in my weakness that his strength is made perfect in weakness so when I am weak he is strong and I learned that because in these in the in the moments when I was dealing with just my heart ripped from my chest when those those first few weeks and months when I couldn't I felt like I couldn't take a deep breath because my heart felt so heavy and it it felt like I had a you know a thousand pounds sitting on my chest and everything was overwhelming and I just didn't know how I was going to survive it went back to worship it went back to that place that I just found myself worshiping and, and that, that what I wrote that I read at the beginning that I found that the grace of God when in our weakness, when we allow ourselves 
to be weak in Him, not just walk around saying, woe is me, I'm weak, I'm so sad, I'm so broken. Uh, but when we, uh, when we allow ourselves to be weak in His presence, when we, when we break it all the way down and we come to that place of worship and complete surrender, that we say, God, I have nothing but You. I have nothing. His grace is sufficient and His strength is made perfect in that. In that worship moment, that moment in His presence, that moment where we lay it down and we accept that we are weak and only He is strong. The strength rises up within us. His strength rises up. His grace overwhelms us and we can worship through that and we can find ourselves singing praise. We can find ourselves just thanking Him In the middle of all that is wrong, we can thank Him. We can glorify Him. We can say, yes, you are good. You are a glorious, faithful Father in the middle of this battlefield. When it feels like I'm standing in the middle of hell. When the flames are all around me, your grace is sufficient. And in my weakness, you are strong. So I will worship and your grace gives me the strength to worship. And it's a, just a, a, a revolving cycle that just one thing feeds into the other. And as it feeds into the next thing, it brings life into the next thing. And it just, just like a wheel rolling within us that is continuing to grow and make us stronger in Him. His grace is sufficient. And what I found about His sufficient grace and what I found in in um, in allowing myself to be weak in His presence and allowing myself to accept that I can't do it, that I am truly powerless so that His strength can rise up. It has given me a voice to the world around me. It's giving me a voice to show that He is a good God. His grace is sufficient. Paul was an incredible voice for the gospel. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So much of what we quote and know of the New Testament scriptures and the, the church of who we are in Christ and all so much of what we know came from the word of God flowing through Paul. Paul made a difference. Paul... Paul was Paul was an evangelist. Paul gave us what we have today to stand on the word of God. And we know in of just from these verses that he was fighting through something he didn't want to go through. He was fighting something daily. That every single day he woke up and said, "God, I can't do it. God, I can't do it. Can you please just make this pain go away?" Can you, can you just make my heart not hurt? Can you just, can you just fix my finances? Can you just, can you just give us what we need that I think we need? You know, can, can you, can you restore my family? Can you, can you keep my kids from doing wrong? Can you, can you keep this safe? Can you do this, God? Can you do this? And all, so many times we feel like there's that thorn that we've been believing, God. Can you save this person? God, I've been praying for this person for so long. Can you please just save them? 
and it feels like a thorn in our flesh that we can't get, that we just, it, it just, it's just always there. But God is saying, my grace is sufficient. Trust me, child. Trust me, daughter. Trust me. My grace is sufficient. I know that you're looking at this situation and it feels like it's just too big. I know that you're looking at this problem and it feels like it's just too big for me. I know that you're looking at that 0% chance of having your own child and it feels like that's just too big that the world has said it's impossible. I know that you're feeling like it's just too big, but trust me because my grace is sufficient for all of your impossibilities for all of the things that you're looking at that it just feels like it's too big my grace is sufficient sit down trust me worship me rest in my presence and watch my power and my strength prove faithful and able to do what seems impossible His grace is sufficient. And being able to say, I know that I know that I know that God is able gives me a voice to people who might not believe that it's worth it. I had somebody ask me, somebody that that didn't know really anything about God. They didn't know about this, the life that is is found when you surrender to him. And she asked me about my miscarriage and she she said, I, I, how are you doing? I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you how you were doing and I started crying and she was like, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to ask, but I, was, I didn't want to upset you, but I just, I wanted to know, are you okay? How are you doing? How are you handling this? And I looked at her and I said, first of all, thank you for asking. Thank you for asking because my tears are never just only brought out because someone asked. My tears are always there. They're just waiting and they're ready to fall at any moment. So you asking me how I'm doing didn't make me cry. It gave me the freedom to let it out. It it told me that my, my pain is valid and that you care enough. And if you care enough, then you're okay with what I say. And if all I say is myself, is me falling apart and crying, you're okay with that. And you gave me permission. You gave me permission to, to feel what I'm always feeling. And I said, so thank you, first of all, for asking. But I'm okay because His grace is sufficient. And that is the bottom line. I'm okay because His grace is sufficient. Yes, it hurts. It hurts like crazy. I don't understand it. There are moments that I say, God, it's not fair. It's not fair, God. It's not fair. But His grace is sufficient. When I find myself in that place and I fall down into that place of worship and I let His presence begin to surround me and overtake me, And he says, my daughter, don't worry, because in your weakness, I am strong, and my grace is sufficient. But she asked me, why why do bad things happen? 
why do bad things happen to good people? That's that, that age-old question that people have for Christians. You know, if, if your God is so good, why does he let these bad things happen? And I gave her an answer that I had never considered before. And when I said it, I knew that that was what he meant when he said, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient for this thorn in your flesh. My grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Because in that moment I was weak. Because in my own self I said, yeah, God, why? Why? Why did did this bad thing happen? But I looked up and I said, the thing about living for God is that he never told us it would be perfect. He never told us that when we surrendered to him that everything would be beautiful fields of flowers and cotton candy and happiness and and only sunshine and no rain he actually said in this world you will you will face troubles but fear not because I have overcome the world and I'm in you and therefore you overcome the world and I said so because I know that I will have troubles that is just guaranteed that is life everybody has to face life it is just life but what I have that somebody who doesn't have Jesus doesn't have is hope I have a hope that when I lay down my head at night no matter what has come my way no matter what I have faced in the day no matter what I've gone through I lay my head on my pillow and I know that I know that I know that when I take my last breath no matter what I faced on earth, none of it will matter because that last breath that I take on earth, the very next breath, I will be breathing in the presence of God. I will be standing face to face with the lover of my soul. I will be standing face to face with the one whose grace was sufficient, the one whose power was made perfect. His strength was made perfect in every moment of my weakness, that whenever I went through a trial on earth, his grace was sufficient and it carried me through. I will be standing face to face with the embodiment of grace. And that is what grace is. That is what that sufficient grace does when we allow ourselves to truly be wrapped up, when we allow ourselves to be weak in the presence of God so that His strength can be made perfect, when we allow ourselves to experience the grace of God the sufficient grace of God. It makes us bold. It makes us strong. It gives us the power of Christ within us. It gives us the presence, the extra presence to go into the world the way Paul did and to be a light into the darkness, to be a voice in the broken places of the world where all of the people around us are all dealing with that same trial of life but without the hope of God it that grace gives us the ability to step out and to to fulfill the great commission to be a voice in the in the wilderness that says there is a way there is a way that leads to life that is what the grace of God does there's a um 
I, I am a Pinterest fan. I love Pinterest. Um, I love words. I'm a writer, um, and I love reading words of of other writers that when they're really good. Um, and I, for the last several years, I've had a, a Pinterest board for the year, um, and just it's quotes and things that 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 speak to me based on what I've gone through the year during that year and I just add to it as I go through um but there was a pin that I pinned in uh 2019 that um in the middle of of me really trying to understand the grace of God and and to to figure out what it is um what what it is I'm supposed to do um and how I uh, how I'm going to get how I how I how do I get through this this pin um, it is very simple. I don't know who um, Havila Cunnington is. I think that's what it says. It's written like in a, a, a handwriting. So I believe that's what the name is that she said this. But the, the quote is very simple and it just says, Be the reason someone believes in the goodness of God. And I have that pinned to my 2019 and so much of my 2019 board is about grace and the grace of God and surviving, surviving it all because his grace is sufficient. But be the reason someone believes in the goodness of God. And because, because of that, of the presence of God and because worship and being weak in his presence unlocks his strength and unlocks his power and opens the door for his power to be revealed and because his grace is sufficient it's what makes me even want to be the reason someone believes in the goodness of God but it also makes me able to be that and no matter what I face and I, I in in the the verse the rest of that verse it says um so I am now glad to boast about my weakness. I'm glad to take pleasure in the insults and the hardships and the persecutions and the troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then he is strong. And when I am weak, I am strong in him. I'm glad. This is why I can say that God is good. I am glad. As crazy as it is, I'm glad for all the times that I have been lonely. I'm glad for all the times that I felt like I just didn't have a friend. I'm glad that I, for all the times I was rejected. I'm glad for all the times that I felt like I wasn't enough for people. I'm glad for all the times that I walked through hell and came out on the other side. And as hard as it is to say, I'm glad that God let me experience the pain of losing a child because that weakness and that that trial has made me stronger in him and so what I want to say to you is that no matter what you've gone through no matter what you faced in life no matter what hell you've walked through it's time to find a moment where you stop and say you know what God your grace has brought me through 
And if I haven't been, if I haven't given it to you, and if I haven't allowed myself to be weak in your presence, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and I'm just going to worship you. And I'm going to be weak in your presence so that your strength can be made perfect in me. So that your all-sufficient grace can be made evident in my life. And it's so that I can, so I can boast about the things you've brought me through. And I can say, look what he brought me through. And I can be the reason that someone believes in the goodness of God. Because they can look at me and they can say, wow, if she can survive that, if she can make it through that, and she can still be this person, there's got to be something about that God she serves. So let his sufficient grace be what brings you through. Let him lavish his love and his all-sufficient grace on you. Find yourself in a moment of worship in his presence, being weak in his presence, and letting his strength be made perfect in you, and finding hope that his grace is sufficient. Finding hope in the fact and the truth that his grace is sufficient and then let that truth be what draws others to him be the reason someone believes in the goodness of your God hope that this made sense to you i hope that it i hope that it that it ministered to you and once again i found myself being ministered to again <laughs> So, um, thank you for listening and, um, see you back next week. I, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know what I'm, what, what that episode is going to be. Um, I have a list and we'll just see what God does. So, um, have a beautiful day, a beautiful night, wherever you are and be blessed in Jesus name. Amen.